0: Serious fun. We're back, boys. It's number dose. Numero dose. Coming out the gate hot. How you doing today, Dave? I'm doing great, man. I have a feeling I'm gonna be upset at the end of this episode, but <laughs> <laughs> just based on the title of the show. I already feel my heart rate rising. Just even thinking about what you have in store for me today. Okay. What did we talk about last year? Uh, We talked about the nudge department and how how there are entities set up to point our eyes and ears and attention in various places, potentially even in plain sight. What was your biggest takeaway from last week? There's a bunch of horse shit going on. (laughs) (laughs) That's my biggest takeaway, which I knew. I knew. And, you know uh i'm excited great
1: so last week so i want to make yeah let's we're gonna build the reason i'm setting this show up this way is so i can start to build on some concepts over time that will make this show make more sense (laughs) to people okay so the first thing that i wanted people to understand is that they are susceptible and are actively being nudged into their behavior, into behaviors without their consent. Mm -hmm. Did I make that clear last week? Yes. Okay, great. Because we're going to build on that this week. And I I told you we were going to talk about conspiracies. Mm -hmm. So what I have for us to open the show, the opening clip is actually a mashup of me talking to Mark England at the Lake house about conspiracy theories. We do have some clips and some ISOs from that conversation, which are going to be great, but let's go ahead And play clip number one so we can start setting the table for Conspiracy Realists, coming out hot. I want to start with one particular word that's going to become the thread through this whole thing. And that word is conspiracy. Usually that word is coupled with another word, and that other word is theory. When packaged together, they have an origin. But what I would like to do today is explore and toe the line between conspiracy theory and what I would call conspiracy realism. There is a big difference between being curious, following these through lines, and then being labeled a conspiracy theorist by someone who is not desiring to do their own investigation and inquiry. And there is a big difference between that and some person who doesn't like their life is not fulfilled and happy that latches on to one of the truths or one of the lies buried in the truth or one of the truths buried into the lie makes that their whole uh, the center of their psychosis and is not attached to their own personal experience in humanity. We are not that.
0: Well, yeah, accurate. Good good place to start what do you think the show is going to be about Dave you know that's a great question <laughs> that's why I'm asking it <laughs> yeah um uh, if I had to guess and I'm and I'm guessing uh we're going to get into some potentially some definitions we're going to get into some occulted language we could just be going down the rabbit hole of crazy shit going on in the world and you know, uh, uh, seeing what happens there. And, but again, and again, this is, I have no idea and you're going to get very real Dave reactions. That's why, that's why we love this show. So we get real Dave reactions. That's
1: true. Okay. So let's talk about your, is there any conspiracy theories that are like classic conspiracy theories that you ever got into prior to 2020?
0: That's a good question. Um, The one that immediately popped to mind is Aliens. Okay. Aliens. Yeah. I had a a, uh, paranormal experience that I would be happy to share one day on this show. We're going to do it on the fun section. (laughs) Okay. Uh, If you want. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's a hell of a story. Um, So I would say Aliens would definitely be a conspiracy theory. Uh, The prominent government figures being mysteriously assassinated and not having any real explanation for, you know, I'm talking Kennedy, I'm talking Martin Luther King Jr., et cetera. Those those are a little bit fishy in my mind's mind's eye. Uh, I, I was a history major in college and a political science minor. And so there are some, if you're a student of history, you understand that there are things that governments all across time are telling people and when in fact there's other things going on. So they have knowledge, people in charge of knowledge and want to keep power and peace or create conflict for certain reasons. And so for that reason, I imagine there are things like that that are still continuing to this day, even within our own government and power circles. Uh, So I'm abreast of some of these things and there are many other outlandish things that I would be like, ah, no, come on, get the fuck out of here, you know, so. What is your general definition for a conspiracy theory? Without diving into the word conspiracy, yes. or without diving into the yes, word when theory, you hear that,
1: when you hear them coupled together, yeah. What is the uh, what is the
0: working definition? A a thought that is contrary to the mainstream belief, potentially leaning on quote outlandish end quote and. Give it a 50-50 coin toss of being true or not. Perfect. I want you to try to do so. That's
1: that's what they are together. Yep. Let's break them apart, shall we? Let's do it. Great. Let's start with the word conspiracy. What is your working definition of
0: conspiracy just by itself? Conspiracy. Yeah. To conspire, to work behind the scenes to create uh, a particular outcome.
1: Perfect. It's good that we have a working definition of these words because they're going to be essential to the path, to the journey I'm going to take you on today. (laughs) Perfect. Okay? We have to understand the words. That's what we discussed last week. How are you getting nudged, Dave? Mostly
0: with? Mostly with fucking advertisements that I think are not... uh, That I think I'm watching content and I'm really getting advertised. And they're they're
1: doing it with words.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: if you don't understand the word game, you're not going to understand the game game, the big game. Because if you don't understand the word games that are played, then you can't understand the big game. Because all this is a game. Okay, so I looked up to, you know, Mark, our buddy, who we reference often. He usually refers to Merriam-Webster, the dictionary. So what I did is I took this word and I looked it up on Merriam-Webster and I also looked up the Google definition, the one that Google will give you back. Mm, Perfect. So I have two things to compare it to. The first one, conspiracy. This is from Merriam-Webster. The first definition is the act of conspiring together. Uh Aha. Number two, an agreement among conspirators or a group of conspirators. Synonyms listed were cabal, (laughs) crew, gang, ring. Google, a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful. Or harmful. So there's a, de- a slight deviation here that they Google makes sure to make specific that if you're looking up conspiracy, it has to be unlawful. Okay, this is important because there might be things that you could do to conspire that are not unlawful. Mm-hmm. Totally. But where are most people going to get their words, Dave, when they when they define things? They're going to Google it. Mm, they're going to Google it. And Google says unlawful or harmful. All right. Well, I looked up the word conspire as well, because it's the root of conspiracy. The act of conspiring together is like, well, what is conspire? You got to keep digging. Conspire is a verb, according to Merriam-Webster, to join in a secretive agreement to do an unlawful or wrongful act or an act that becomes unlawful as a result of secret agreements. So it may not be unlawful as you do it, but the distinction here is it could become unlawful in the future if it gets unveiled. All right, and another definition, according to Merriam-Webster, to act in harmony towards a common end. Now that's the one I wanna focus on, to act in harmony towards a common end. This is the, we're setting the stage here. So to conspire is to act in harmony towards a common end. So when you break down the etymology, do you know the etymology, the origin of the word, how it was built
0: together? I don't. I was thinking "con" is obviously Latin, uh, and "spire" made me think of like a, a twist or something like that. Or a, a, a you got the first spiral. house right. Yeah. You got the first house right. "Con" means together or
1: with in Latin, and then "spirare" in Latin means to breathe. Hmm. So the root of the word, the origin of the word, the the original intention of the word was simply to describe people who breathe together and are working together. All right, But the problem is, is that when people hear certain, uh, so that, that's what conspire is. Now let's go to theory, because we got conspire and conspiracy. Let's go to theory really quick.
0: What is your working definition for a theory? A hypothesis of something, something potentially an idea unproven. Is, it, is it fair thought.
1: to say that hypothesis and theory in common nomenclature are used interchangeably?
0: I would imagine, yeah. Okay, perfect.
1: So I'm going to – that's what most people, I think, think when they hear the word theory is that it's a hypothesis. So I went ahead and looked these words up because they're used so interchangeably, but they're different words. And I took a couple of basic science classes in my life, and I know that they're not the same thing. A theory, according to Merriam-Webster, is a noun, a plausible or scientifically acceptable general principle – or body of principles offered to explain phenomena, or a belief, policy, or procedure proposed or followed as the basis of action. All right. Google, similar. System of ideas intended to explain something, especially one based on general pe- principles independent of the thing being explained. If you look up the etymology, it comes from a Greek word, which means theoros, which is Greek for spectator. Hmm or contemplation, so to speculate or to contemplate. However, however, in science, it has an exact meaning. To qualify as a theory in science, it has a very specific meaning, and so what I have next is clip number two, which is explaining what a theory really is in science.
2: You've probably seen the word theory all over the place, but what does that really mean? You might say that you have a theory about alien spaceships, or about who ate the last piece of cake, but a scientist would not call these theories. A theory is not just a guess that could be right or wrong. It's an educated guess that has been right over and over again in so many different situations that there's no reason to think it's wrong. How does a guess become a theory?
3: Hmm.
2: Scientists spend their days making observations, designing experiments, and collecting data that lead to facts. By doing this over and over again, scientists can discover many facts, and lots of facts put together support a theory. The beauty of a theory is that you can use it to predict facts that you haven't even discovered yet. Then, later, if those facts turn up, they support your theory even more. A good example of this is the periodic table of elements. The periodic table was developed by Dmitry Mendeleev in the 1800s as a way of organizing the elements, the tiny, unique building blocks of our world like hydrogen, carbon, and oxygen. This wasn't just any table. Mendeleev's theory was that the elements, when put in order by weight, have repeating characteristics. Every time Mendeleev saw a characteristic repeat, he started a new row. When he was finished, there were some gaps in his table, where he saw that there was room for another element that had a specific characteristic. Over time, other scientists discovered new elements, and these fit exactly in those gaps that Mendeleev had left. His theory actually predicted the existence of these elements. But what happens if a theory doesn't predict future facts so well? Or if multiple theories explain the same set of facts?
3: Hmm. This
2: isn't necessarily wrong or bad, but more facts are needed to eliminate wrong theories and be more certain about the ones that are right. Theories with more facts are sturdier. Other theories may seem equally convincing, but you have to look at the facts that support them. Remember, people use the word theory to mean a lot of different things, but a scientific theory should always be based on a full set of proven facts, not just a few select or invented ones. Looking at the facts supporting a theory is the only way to recognize a true scientific theory when you see one.
1: Well, David,
0: what did you learn? That a theory is not just a random, one-time thought process. Theories have to be repeatedly proven correct in order to qualify as a theory. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. (laughs) Yes, they do, David. And and, and you build
1: them with facts. And sometimes your facts have gaps. Mm -hmm. But over time, they can be proven to be true. Mm -hmm. And so what we're going to do is we're going to start to build some facts and develop our own theories. But they're not going to be conspiracy theories in the way that people associate with conspiracy theories. They're going to be theories built on facts about actual conspiracies that are happening right out in front of the open. But before we do that, let's say hello to Mike Schwartz,
4: everybody. Oh, boys. What's up, buddy? What up? up? We got producer extraordinaire. Thanks. Got a little bit of a slow start here today, though. Holy moly. Tell him about it, Schwartzy. God damn, we had some tech difficulty just trying to line things up. It was like logic was not, it was illogical.
0: We were sniffing a sneeze away from just kicking the computer and saying. I that was worked. ready to throw it out the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I was like, "God damn!" But we're here. We're we're ready. We're ready to play. Um, I'm really looking forward to to learning more about all the conspiring theories out there. And uh, this has just been really interesting to just tune in on.
1: Is this is interest? Do I have your attention no, already dude, in this
4: episode, dude? I'm just like, whoa! I'm taking notes. Great. It's fucking dope. Dialed in. Yeah, he's dialed in. Ready.
1: All right. So, <laughs> what the next thing that we because we're gonna build this is a building. This is a little, you know, just just laying out some breadcrumbs. We've established some de- working definitions for what we're talking about, but what will also be potent is to discuss the history of this term, when it was popularized, why potentially it was popularized. And then we're going to get into the amplification of the word in the modern times uh, post-2020. Do you know what the
0: origin of conspiracy theory is? I'm going to guess. Please do. I'm going to guess. I have a feeling it came about, and and again, this is a total guess. I could be completely wrong. We'll find out here shortly. I have a feeling it came about around the time of World War II-ish potentially during or after uh, maybe some Nazi propaganda was going on. Maybe there's some something or another there. And this was a term that, that came about in like the 40s or 50s to explain some propaganda and to, to basically trick people into thinking that what was actually going on was not going on by calling them crazy. Total wild guess. It's an educated guess. yes. Mike, Mike, Mike
1: the Schwartz, mm. mic drop, mm. any shortstop, oh, any working definitions, or any or excuse, any guesses on the origins? Can you phrase it in a Jeopardy-style question yeah, for me? What is? Like, yeah, 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 please. please. Yeah. This, this term was first found in 1863 in a New York Times article by a man named Charles Astor.
4: <laughs> oh my God! Ah, so uh. you know I I've, uh. I've got it. Tip my tongue. Tip my tongue. We just had to do a remix. Is this, oh is this good enough? This. Is, this, this is a bop for sure. <laughs> I know it's, it's not time for that, but I forgot the question. Like, what is conspiracy theory? Oh, yeah.
1: Where did it start?
4: Well, oh, I mean, this oh is a conspiracy God. theory anyway. That like, what the fuck? What the fuck happened with the Jeopardy? Like, why is Jeopardy not doing this? Right? It's like,
0: because Alex Trebek, RIP. R.I.P. Uh,
4: well, a working definition of conspiracy theory.
0: Origin.
5: Or origin, guests, sorry.
4: The yeah. on the origin. Uh, or or in the origin. Oh, yeah. Okay. There we go. That's how I was distracted by the, the origin of that song. Uh, I got to go back to. Like, I'm feeling the church, dude. Like, like Luther, like in and around that era. Oh, wow. He's I'm back going, to the he's 15s. Going, he's, back going, he's going back, he's he's back in the century. Yeah, 1456. Precisely. Right. So uh, it's it is often believed
1: it is often believed that the cia Crow. created this term to discredit people who were going after them about the jfk assassination that is that is a very common belief oh. and in fact mark england believes it mm. he told me himself i got i got voice proof but i did a little digging That's because wild, i'm not just going to take things at face value i did some digging and here's what i learned that the first recorded uh uh the the first like that they can they can find uh, known usage of this term was written by an American author named Charles Bristed in a letter to the New York Times, and this was about how uh, he believed that British aristocrats were intentionally weakening the United States during the American Civil War, and he he wrote about it. And I I believe the quote is, they only look at the sudden right about face movement of the English press and public, which is most readily accounted for on the conspiracy theory. So It it wasn't created by the CIA, guys. Okay. I wish I could. I wanted to affirm that conspiracy theory, but I can't do it. Some of these are wrong. Conspiracy theories are not always accurate. That's exactly right. Yep. And that's why we're having the conversation because most people think that we're talking about the Earth being flat when we say conspiracy theory. But I want to make clear that this wasn't a derogatory term. It wasn't meant to stigmatize people when it was first created. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a little more history that I want to get into, but it it was used by the CIA in the discounting of—they uh, were trying to discredit people who uh, criticized the Warren Commission, which is the official JFK government investigation about the JFK assassination. So there is an article that mentions that this guy named Michael Butler, who's a professor of American literary and cultural history at the University of Tübingen in Germany, he was like, hey, in the Wikipedia article that I looked up on conspiracy theory, they made sure to mention this guy. And how, how he had disproven it. So it's just a conspiracy theory that the CIA did this. And I was like, well, I'm going to go a little further into that too. Is that really accurate that the CIA had nothing to do with the term?
0: What do you think, Dave? Yeah. I'll, I think they, they popularized it in order to discredit disbelievers. So the, on the Wikipedia page, it makes
1: sure to mention this guy, Michael. Michael. Uh, Michael Bristed, or whatever, he's a professor in a German university, first of all, and they just said, just because this guy did some research and tried to discredit it, that means that it's completely discredited. So I did a little more digging. It turns out that there was another professor named Lance Dehaven Smith, and he was a professor emeritus at Florida State University. He wrote a peer-reviewed book that was published by the University of Texas Press. And in that, he reports exactly how the CIA succeeded in creating in the public mind, quote, uncritical, reflexive, automatic stigmatization of those who challenge official government explanations. Mm. Uncritical, reflexive, automatic stigmatization. Sounds like bullshit. Well... (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get to some uh, more modern times where people might be uncritical, reflexive, and automatic when they hear some of the magic words. But I was like, okay, I'm going to check this out just a little bit further. And I I went in and I found a fact-checking website. All right, Now, I'm a little skeptical about fact-checking websites, but I found one from the Australian Associated Press that disclaims uh, or at least uh, tries to dispel this idea that the CIA itself popularized this term. Uh, they do mention, though, that there is a quote, milder version of the claim where they mention the Lance DeHaven Smith guy. Um, and so what I'm getting at is that it's not completely off, that we can't completely just take it off the table. That the CIA had something to do with popularizing it, because even though Wikipedia might really be quick to tell you that some guy uh, disproved it or debunked it or whatever, there's still a lot of conversation, even in the academic world today, that it is. Uh, there is a lot of evidence to suggest that the CIA had an had a hand in popularizing this. Okay. Uh, now, here's my main takeaway. The CIA may not have invent- have invented the term, but the idea that they would have weaponized the term and used it to their benefit is definitely on the table because they have a fucking history of doing this shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can't just take it off the table. We have other times in our life where we have shown where it's been shown that the CIA has been running ops on people. No doubt. Clip number three: MK Ultra. That's a good one.
6: Number one, the CIA ran mind control experiments. The CIA is a conspiracy boogeyman and for good reason. Their fearsome reputation owes a lot to the infamous MK Ultra program.
0: In the early days of the Cold War, the CIA ordered the creation of a secret program intended to find ways of mind control. They funded an army of psychiatric institutions across the United States and Canada to perform experiments
6: on unsuspecting patients. The program was meant to pioneer biochemical and psychological techniques. The CIA wanted to manipulate people in influential positions and to develop a truth serum for interrogation. They gave LSD to volunteers, students, johns at CIA-funded brothels, pause doctors, pause civilians, pause and even their own employees. I'm not going to just you... let him skip over it. CIA brothels.
1: They dosed random Johns at CIA-operated brothels, a mm. black market underground uh, human trafficking operation run by whom, Dave? The CIA. All right, go ahead and back that up like 10 more seconds. I just wanted to make sure we—thanks for stopping the clip.
4: Keep yeah, going. Yeah, we'll bring it back. Bring it back, back a little back bit. In. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We got you.
6: Volunteers, students, johns at CIA-funded brothels, doctors, civilians, and even their own employees. Usually they did so without anyone's informed consent. They tested hypnosis and interrogation techniques. They tested on Canadians using brutal electroshock you methods.
7: Massive drug regimens, enforced prolonged sleep,
6: intensive electroshock, largely funded by the Canadian government and the American CIA. They tested on Danes. (laughs) The horrible program may have never ended if not for the Watergate scandal, which caused widespread panic in Washington, D.C. CIA Director Richard Helms ordered that all records be destroyed in 1973, and only 20,000 escapes destruction.
8: There were congressional hearings here in the United States in the mid-70s after it had been exposed. And during those hearings, the CIA finally admitted that this program existed. They admitted that it was probably... Not the right thing to do, but they feigned innocence. It's
0: disappointing to me. <laughs> As a Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> fucking come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, MK Ultra is a very famous one. Uh that was what in the sixties, seventies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure,
1: um, you know, they they don't they wouldn't do anything like that now. No, they wouldn't in, intentionally cause any harm there's a, I did a little more digging so again I they they did it to their own employees without their knowledge they they there's a lot to unpack in that just that one damn clip yeah, are we skipping over the brothel thing or <laughs> I mean, that would open up another world of possible quote unquote conspiracy theories mm-hmm. yes but there's other times that have MK ultra was once listed and stigmatized as a conspiracy theory Mm-hmm. There was also another journalist who uncovered that the CIA was running cocaine operations and was basically, you know, had infiltrated the Contras and was trafficking cocaine and specifically crack cocaine. Yeah, started and, the crack at, at and, the... and distributing it into black neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and he was labeled as a conspiracy theorist and he ended up committing suicide before ever being uh, justified. Oh, he got Epstein?
0: Yeah. Quote, unquote, (laughs) committed suicide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Committed suicide with with, uh, 40 stab wounds to the back. And, you know. Absolutely. So what
1: I'm hoping to establish is that the CIA has and has shown a history of being willing to lie, deceive, and use any sort of stigmatization, any sort of mind control. They fucking studied mind control during that experiment and i'm sure they learned a lot and i'm sure they did nothing with that knowledge i got a question go for it
4: yeah well with my knowledge of the upcoming of what we now know as compton does that play a role too because that was like gentrified it was predominantly white neighborhood they were they involved do you know do you have any info on that intel I, i won't speculate okay I have not. Be, have not even looked into it. Yeah, because I'm just I'm trying, like I'm connecting the dots. It was around the same time that you were just talking about, you know, with the crack cocaine and everything, and then they were coming in, and uh, flipped that whole neighborhood upside down. All these rich white people got out of Compton, and it was turned into what we now know it as, you know, straight out of Compton. I wish I had that queued up. That would have been dope. Damn. There's bad. a
1: there's another operation by the CIA. It was called. Operation Mockingbird. It was a large-scale program in the U.S. in the CIA that began in the early years of the Cold War and attempted to manipulate domestic American news media organizations for propaganda purposes. Operation Mockingbird recruited leading American journalists into a propaganda network and influenced the operations of Front Groups. The CIA support of front groups was exposed when, in April of 1967, Rampart's article reported that the National Student Association received funding from the CIA. Hmm, that sounds eerily familiar to a lot of the front groups that are rising up in the United States at this moment. But I also couldn't help but notice that they recruited American journalists into a propaganda network. Now, I happen to listen to another show. It's called No Agenda. The No Agenda podcast, they pioneered the value for value model, which we are using. Mm -hmm. I use assets that they uh, put out often. And so this is a full on promotion of the No Agenda podcast and a a thank you. Uh, But they have shown me and have brought in clips that I wasn't able to find about more uh, expanding more on what this means to have journalists into a propaganda network, and so what I want to do is, to the best of my ability, explain how they do that so you can keep that in the mind. Even though I don't have a clip to support it yet, I want to tell you how they do it. So let's take something that's topical, which is the war in Ukraine. Uh, they have journalists that they put into places like the, say, Kiev Times, all right? And they have that journalist write an article that gets put out in the Kiev Times. Then all of the American News organizations reference the Kiev Times as if it's fact because it's the closest boots on the ground report. And they report whatever information is coming from that journalist in the Kiev Times. So they can refer back and say, oh, it's from the Kiev Times. It's not ABC, CBS saying that this is what's going on. They're reporting on another report, which was made by a journalist in the propaganda network. Mm-hmm. They also put people into news organizations in exact positions that allow them to be, say, between like the board of directors, but also uh, the journalists themselves. So they have the inside scoop of what information is going to get reported on. Yeah. The editors you can say yes or no, or they have moles. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they call that in the biz and the spy, in the spy game, they have moles in a propaganda network that just because it got exposed in the sixties and the seventies, we thought that that just, that shit just shut down. Maybe it did, Dave. Maybe it did. I don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps. But if history has taught us anything, and this is where I'm willing to put my money, it's that governments and industrialists, as long as we can remember, have a very strong record of lying, deceiving, coercing, and hiding the truth from the public in an effort to gain power and control. To believe otherwise is to simply ignore history Mhm. And guess how they do it? They use words and phrases like conspiracy theorists to mentally subvert the majority of the population into looking the other way, and they do it step by step. Mike, clip number four. What, this, there's a word for this.
7: A totalitarian tiptoe, which is one foot in front of the next. They see how far they can take something, find the threshold, Okay? I believe this is also the Hegelian dialectic. And then they let off a little bit and let that new line in the sand socialize, become normalized. And then they start moving the goalposts again, and then people start. And then they let off and let that relax. And then they start. And, and a, after not that far of amount of time, you're in a completely different place.
1: So I'm making the argument that organizations like the CIA, for example, they've been doing the totalitarian tiptoe in the public sector. The public sector. But like I discussed on the last show, oftentimes what gets established and uh, created by the public sector funding research eventually gets put into the private sector. And private companies start using these same tactics – and the same methods to get their totalitarian tiptoe on
4: I dig it. I have a question though go for it whenever you have those clips and we use such big strong words as like totalitarian like like a uh, totalitarian let 's try to spit that one out tiptoe it's critical i'm not sure if you guys picked it up, but like having those like beautiful like, did you hear the birds in the back? I did. It was it was beautiful because it, it takes it down a notch. And do you think that part of on conspiracy theory, part of that messaging is constructed with how they deliver the whole thing as well? Uh, well,
1: go ahead. I'm gonna get ahead. Yeah. Just a slight, play clip five. Yeah. You tell me.
4: Yeah, that's well, here. Here
1: we
7: go.
6: We have to recognize that anti-vaccine activism, which I actually call anti-science aggression, has now become a major killing force globally. During the COVID pandemic in the United States, 200,000 Americans needlessly lost their lives because they refused a COVID vaccine, even after vaccines became widely available. And now the anti-vaccine activism is expanding across the world, even into low- and middle-income countries. It's a killing force. Anti-science now kills more people than things like gun violence, global terrorism, nuclear proliferation, or cyber attacks. And now it's become a political movement in the U.S. It's linked to far extremism on the far right. Same in Germany. So this is a new face of anti-science aggression. And so we need political solutions to address this.
0: I'm so motivated by that (laughs) classical
1: background music. Yeah, did you hear the nuclear, "Eh," the siren, all the the crowd? Yeah. So, Mike, as a person who crafts experiences to elicit emotions with music,
4: I wonder if there's anybody out there in the world that knows how to do this. Fuck. That was, like, how do you guys feel? Like, after that, that's my first question. Whenever somebody, like, comes at me with, like, oh, what do you mean the music doesn't? Okay, what are you feeling right now? Dave?
0: Motivated to out these these fools, yeah. yeah but you got upregulated. Yeah. Out I was oh, u- for It's, it's, sure. it's yeah. intentionally
1: I'm, upregulated. Yeah, for sure.
0: I
4: immediately felt like, oh man, uh, I've I've definitely got something for it. Um, yeah, this. Mom's I felt, yo, <laughs> like that was it. It's spaghetti. <laughs> it's just, like I was immediately up and it's so like I feel like angsty I feel like I'm sweat like seriously my hands are sweating it's fucked up well there's a lot uh, so I
1: got I got ahead of myself slightly what I the point I was making just before we uh, Mike gave me the perfect bridge was that the private sector and private companies are going to start to do this and are doing this okay they use the totalitarian tiptoe to bring about the change that they want to see in humanity the way that they've done that, the main tool is the mainstream media. Okay, the mainstream media is in the pocket of all of these organizations. Right? Uh, there's been a narrative that's meant to vilify anyone that has an, a dissenting opinion or the ex- or uh, has a dissenting opinion about the accepted sci- quote scientific consensus, which uh, in most science there are no scientific consen- consensus. they are supposed just to ask questions. So. Data. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anybody that went against the, you know, accepted narrative about the origins of COVID-19, the effectiveness of masks, the effectiveness of the vaccines and particularly the mRNA tech platform and others, they, they, you know, they are getting listed into now this group. Uh, and they didn't say conspiracy theorists, but you're going to see that they're tying a lot of these words to lump people into one category, and they're tying in people like anti-vaxxers and anti-science people with conspiracy theory and theorists in an effort to discredit and lump as many people into this group as they can, even if those people are actually really qualified in their field. Mm -hmm. And uh, as that clip, in my opinion, clearly shows they are intentionally upregulating you into a state that you are more susceptible to the message that they're pumping out which is hey you are in danger yeah, personally in danger by these people who are quote anti-vaccine and anti-science even if these people are committed scientists and are super qualified in their field mm-hmm. science go ahead yeah i was going to say fear f- control that's it
4: that's it
1: okay that fear and control was a common tool used by the church the institutional church
4: 100 it
0: it also makes me think of the aztecs uh who you who had a deep knowledge of uh astronomy and a deep knowledge of of the you know the celestial bodies and and what would happen when and could time things and time uh, uh like eclipses, they knew when this when the a full solar eclipse was going to happen, and so you know they we had to do all these sacrifices, and you know this, that, and the other, and then uh, or else the the day will turn to night, and oh, you know, and they use advanced knowledge and fear to control a population to the nth degree, and the,
1: as well as they the kept yeah, yeah. the information for themselves. Totally. That's the key point. Totally, is totally, that totally. the common people didn't have the knowledge; it was occulted, Correct. and we used that word last week. It's hidden from the eye. So yes another example of where the elites you could say Mm -hmm. had controlled information and then used that information to spin that they were in a way uh divine Mm -hmm. science is becoming the dominant belief system and it's getting more dominant by the decade phrases like conspiracy theorists are akin to words like heretic of the old church when you labeled someone a heretic it was a That was how you
0: discredited, stigmatized, and isolated that person from the group. And then you could cast them out and excommunicate them from the church, which would mean, oh, oh no. Exactly. So they're using words just like the church did, and they're
1: spreading fear just like the church did, that if you listen to these heretics, you're going to hell, and you're going to burn in hell, and you're, you're a danger to society. It's the same playbook. It's old. But here's the problem that they're having is that we live in the age of the internet. Yeah, information. We have receipts. We have records of things that they've said. And although although it's becoming increasingly less free with centralized platforms like Meta, YouTube, the fact that they're being pressured to censor information by the some of the same bodies and organizations that are using terms like conspiracy theories to discredit stigmatize and isolate people from the group this is why it's so essential that we start projects like this it's to inform and to invite people into a broader perspective okay that's why we're not taking sponsor well actually i'm gonna have to go back on my word we Mm. do have a sponsor Mm. i got fucking strong arm dave oh (sighs) we're gonna talk about that later
0: we get some royalties out of this it was a lot of money, dude.
1: But uh so we do but that's why it's important that we do shows like this. But like I said, we got receipts. We know what you said. Play clip number six, trust the science.
7: You're not gonna you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These vaccines are highly, highly effective.
6: Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick.
7: They're really, really good against variants.
6: Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal.
2: Get your first shot, and when you're due for your second,
6: get your second shot. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no Uh, infection going on whatsoever. When
7: people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not gonna get infected. If you're vaccinated, you're not gonna be hospitalized, you're not gonna be in ICU unit, and you're not gonna die. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask.
2: Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask. Or physical distancing. What Thank they can't
6: you. do anymore is prevent transmission. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. So we need a new, new way of doing the vaccine. The level of virus in the nasopharynx the of a person music, who's vaccinated guys. and Fuck.
7: infected is the same level as the level of virus in the nasopharynx of an unvaccinated person.
2: Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early.
6: And if you look at Israel, Mm -hmm. which has always been a month to a month and a half ahead of us, they are
7: seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalizations and to some extent, death. A booster might actually be an essential part of the primary regimen that people should have.
0: This is where I start to get pissed off. Get pissed, Dave. (laughs) Dude, this is such horse porn. It's unbelievable.
1: Uh, Unbelievable. That was a very short clip to show how quickly the times went from... No possible way of infection and transmission. To hey, you, you're probably going to need a booster.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's another clip with similar music attached that's rolling out that of uh, uh, news clippers. Jeez, Louise! Newspaper clippings and headlines that say you know 100% effectiveness, 99% effectiveness, 87% effectiveness. And it drops down to 30% effective with three boosters and you're double vexed. And it's it's just, it's absurd, man. And, you know, I was one of the people along with many of us that were totally and completely lambasted by our friends and colleagues and peers and even family members for even suggesting things like, you know, hey, uh, take care of your health and go outside and do things that we know to be very healthy and normal. In a normal world of keeping yourself healthy, uh, it's just... What are you, a conspiracy theorist? Pretty much. I'm an anti-vaxxer and I'm anti-science. I wonder how I'm those... Killing grandmas. I wonder how that held right. up. That's, that's I wonder how, how those <laughs> claims held up. It well, has taken everything I have, not to go back into the, my 2021 Facebook memories and type, um, well, this age, well, <laughs> oh, this age, well, oh, this aged well. <laughs> All
1: right. I'm not that petty. So I just did a little digging. I wonder how this <laughs> held up. Well, I have an article up here from PubMed Central. Oh, big time doc. Legit. PubMed. That's sponsored by the National Institutes for Health as well as the National Library of Medicine. Mm. And this article was written by a na- man named Russell Blaylock. Let me give you a little brief history about who this dude is. Russell Blaylock was a ret- is a retired U.S. neurosurgeon he was the clinical assistant professor of neurosurgery at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Shout out, old miss, and is currently a visiting professor at Bellhaven College in the in the biology department. And I uh, he wrote this article, and it's called What is the Truth? COVID Update. And it is from, I believe, like April 2022. There's one section in there called Tools of the Indoctrination Trade. He wrote a scathing article about the way that medical science was handled this whole, uh, this whole experience. Okay. So I want, is this a
0: facetious scathing or is this a legit scathing? Legit scathing. Good. Legit scathing
1: and it's on PubMed. Okay. So this isn't just some throwaway article. This was peer reviewed and this, you have to qualify to get onto PubMed. Okay. But I'm going to read a little bit. I'm going to read just a little bit with my, what do we say? My, I'm going to penetrate you with my vocals.
4: That's that's. Do you need some music for yes. that penetration? Buckle up. Yes, yeah, buckle here up. we go. Just some little S- the Just something nice and. Oh, maybe. Here, let's, let's bring it down. There. That's not going to be a, a brilliant style. No, I don't like that. <laughs> no, That's it's not like that. too That's not penetrating. To that. <laughs> That's not, that sounds like <laughs> a different kind of penetration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe that was the <laughs> work right there. Maybe here, that was the I'll intention. Let, I'll let the, vocal, I'll let just the vocals do yeah, the work. Here, just be sultry. Here we go. All right. Yeah.
1: The designers of this pandemic anticipated a pushback by the public and major embarrassing questions that would be asked. To prevent this, the controllers fed the media a number of tactics— one of the most commonly used was and is the quote fact check scam with each confrontation we carefully documented evidence and the media fact checkers countered it with law, with a charge of quote misinformation and an unfounded quote conspiracy charge conspiracy theory charge that was in their lexicon already debunked slam you've been debunked he didn't say that that's me never were we told who the fact checkers were or what their source of the debunking information was. We were just supposed to believe that the fact checkers were the people that got it all right. Uh, that they're... Yeah, so when sources are in fact revealed that they are invariably the corrupt CDC, WHO, or Fauci, or it's just their opinion. So he, he has a list, because he too keeps receipts, of the things that were labeled as myths and misinformation that were later proven to be true. Oh, this is going to be great. The asymptomatic vaccinated were spreading the virus equally as with the unvaccinated symptomatic infected. That's a lot of words. Asymptomatic vaccinated. They said it was a myth that they were spreading the virus equally with unvaccinated symptomatic. Remember, if you're unvaccinated last, that last winter, what was going to happen to you, Dave? Uh, a winter of death and illness and hospitalization. And you're going to kill you your grandma. Your loved ones. You and your loved ones. Number two, the vaccines cannot protect adequately against new variants such as Delta and Omicron. They said they could. Turns out they couldn't. Natural immunity is far superior to vaccine immunity and is most likely lifelong. Once a myth, now, fucking A. (laughs) It's true. Surprise. Vaccine immunity not only wanes after several months, but all immune cells are impaired for prolonged periods putting the vaccinated at a high risk of all infections and cancer. Mm. COVID vaccines can cause a significant incident of blood clots and other serious side effects. Once a myth, now you got 1500 soccer
0: players dropping dead from a heart attack worldwide. Raise your hand. If you know somebody who has been injured by a COVID vaccine. Yeah. Yep. And Hey, listen, I'm not going to say who
1: it is uh, because I respect this person as a, as a whole. And I, but there is a, uh, a nutrition coach that I follow who lives in Austin, Texas and is sort of like that in-between, in-between, like down and hip to be an entrepreneur but also like along for the mainstream narrative, right? Um, young, female, healthy, works out, blood clot. Hmm. Scary blood clot. Another one. COVID vaccines can cause uh, the vaccine proponents will demand numerous boosters as each variant appears on the scene. Remember when they were like, "No way, they're gonna make you take boosters or try to get new stuff." That's never gonna happen, ever, ever, ever. How many, how many, how many boosters are we up to now? Minimum three. I think Quebec is up to four. Fuck. <laughs> And that changes if you're considered fully vaccinated in some places as if you're up to date on boosters. Mm-hmm. But that would never happen. Yeah, they're certainly not going to track that, it's would they? It's a myth.
0: Prevent vaccinated people from Once a myth.
1: Them. Once considered a myth, Fauci will insist on the COVID vaccine for small children and even babies. That will never happen. Now they're fucking doing it in utero. Vaccine passports will be required to enter a business, fly on a plane, or use public transportation. Never oh. going to happen. that'll never happen oh wait there will be internment camps for the unvaccinated that'll never happen uh holler at australia holler at austria holler at canada hey don't even talk about china once a myth the unvaccinated will be denied employment that'll never happen
0: this totally happened because a bat fucked a penguin or something right There are secret agreements, something uh,
1: something that, that, okay, okay, another one, something that was considered a myth. There are secret agreements between the government, elitist institutions, and vaccine makers. Never. No way. Oh, wait, Brooks has got receipts. I mean, I I could keep reading. There's
0: uh, literally like five or six more. I think that that's good. There's the uh, This reminds me of the John Stewart clip. <laughs> he's, he's like, you know, oh, yeah, this totally happened random. And it's, it couldn't have happened, you know, it couldn't have originated from the w- Wuhan coronavirus clinic. You know, there's no way it got out of there, you know. <sighs> <sighs> All these things were considered myths, and you would have been labeled
1: a conspiracy theorist who have suggested otherwise. But mm-hmm. we have receipts. Receipts, motherfuckers. Another phrase that was used often. Safe and effective. You remember that? Still being used, right? Well, these vaccines are safe and effective. I did a little research. What qualifies as safe and effective in the vaccine world? I got some answers. In the past, we've had vaccines pulled, and Rotavir is one of the names of one that was pulled. It was pulled off the market for having between one to two adverse Events of special interest per 10,000. Of special interest usually means things like myocarditis and blood clots. So one in two out of every 10,000 off the market. According to a study also published on PubMed, serious adverse events of special interest following mRNA COVID vaccination in random trials in adults listen, I'm going to read a little bit from the abstract. If you want to read the whole article, get yourself a PubMed subscription and read the whole thing. But here are the results according to the abstract. And again, this is on pubmed.nlm.nih.gov. Fuck. Pfizer and Moderna mRNA COVID vaccines were associated with an excess risk of serious adverse events and a special interest in between ten point one and fifteen point one per ten thousand people. Five times. Yeah, if if or ten, 10 times, times depending yeah, on
0: depending on which yeah wow.
1: depending on how far you want to go. So again, that safe and effective according to the the mainstream public. But we've had other, vi- other vaccines pulled off the market for much, much smaller offenses. Now, um, their discussion is that the excess risk of serious adverse events found in their study points to the need for a formal harm benefit analysis, particularly those that are stratified according to the risk of serious COVID-19 outcomes. Oh, you mean doctors should use discretion before telling you whether or not to get something? Is that what they're suggesting? I think so. Dave, um, from your memory, was it okay for a doctor to tell you
0: not to get the vac- COVID vaccine? Oh, no, not at all. What would happen? They would be ostracized, potentially lose their license. They would be deplatformed. They would, uh, that's a big deal. Oh. Mm-hmm. Shocker.
1: I wonder how the boosters are holding up. Clip number seven
7: a third dose of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines actually worsen immune response against COVID-19? A new peer-reviewed study published in Science Immunology last
8: week is raising concern. NTD's Daniel Monahan has the story. The study by German researchers determined that mRNA boosting created a high level of what are known as IgG4 antibodies. Those are a subclass of antibodies which cause a weaker immune response. This is the latest research to evoke scrutiny of federal vaccine recommendations and continuing vaccine mandates. Mandatory vaccination is still in effect for certain professions, as well as in education, especially for college students. Students are a demographic with lower COVID risks, but heightened risks of heart inflammation. Dr. Robert Malone addresses COVID vaccines. The genetic COVID-19 genetic injections cause far more harm than good, and provide zero benefit, relative to risk, for the
6: young and healthy.
8: The CDC is still recommending that everyone six months and older get a full series and booster of the original COVID-19 strain vaccine. They also recommend a bivalent booster on top of that, which combines the original strain and the Omicron strain. This is regardless of one's age and health-based COVID risk level or likelihood of adverse reactions. The data now show that
6: these experimental gene therapy treatments can damage your children as well as yourself. They can damage your heart, your brain, your
8: reproductive tissue, and your lungs. Malone added that this can include permanent damage to your immune system. The IgG4 antibody subclass is associated with increased COVID-related mortality. That is according to Italian researchers who published in the European Journal of Internal Medicine last year. IgG4 study co-author Killian Schober cautioned against the view that mRNA vaccines are inducing tolerance to infection rather than fighting it. He says that further studies are needed.
1: Pfizer? More like
0: Lieser, am I right? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> it's it's this. Uh, listen, all the data pointed to the vast majority of hospitalizations and deaths come from folks with three or more comorbidities, right? And those folks with three or more comorbidities who are also elderly, sure, okay, fine, maybe the vaccine helps to prevent deaths in that particular age range and age group, but the data also uh, proved that the younger and healthier that you are, there is a minuscule chance, completely minuscule, of any super negative things happening. No, Dave, you're COVID. supposed to get it if you're six months or older. Yeah, well, that's because they told you so. And this is the other thing that pisses me off, is people who just follow the rules because they told you so. Oh, but th- th- that's
1: the thing. Did, did we hear about... This information on the mainstream media? No, no. They're I had gonna- to go to fucking New Tang Dynasty. That's the name of that news organization, New Tang <laughs> <laughs> Dynasty. And I had to go, to, go uh. to New Tang Dynasty to get an honest conversation about what's actually <laughs> happening
0: and getting some updated science. And and let alone the you know the the uh, labeling things is COVID labeling deaths as COVID. You get hit by a fucking train and you come in and you've got, you know, a <laughs> case of COVID and now it's a COVID, COVID death. Yeah. You know, the COVID, the, got, him. Yeah, COVID <laughs> got him. not being, not reporting adverse reactions to VAERS, the, the, um, the main government site that you are supposed to list vaccine injuries on, which by the way, is a federal federal crime to not report injuries via vaccines, right? This is just such a, uh, well-rounded, uh, conglomeration of bullshit you mean people to are bottom. conspiring yeah these motherfuckers are the conspiracy conspiracy theorists
1: they're the conspiracy realists yes because they're actually conspiring Jesus. you also don't hear things about how pfizer receives full liability shielding against all damages yep and under the emergency use authorization act So under the Emergency Use Authorization Act, Pfizer is allowed to produce and distribute their BioNTech COVID vaccine without going through the standard procedures for licensing. Which takes years. Yes. And if it goes through that procedure and gets licensed, it then becomes liable for lawsuit if an adverse reaction happens and there's damages. But if it's under the emergency use authorization and it's not licensed, there are no legal liability. There's no legal repercussions. They have complete liability shielding. So in the meantime, so they have the BioNTech, it's out in the public, people are taking it. According to that article we just read, having a very high adverse reaction of special event rate compared to other vaccines that have gotten taken off the market, but this one hasn't. In the meantime, they also developed and got this is Pfizer, got another vaccine called the Com- Comir vaccine, and it has been approved and licensed. But, they, I swear to God, I can't make this shit up. Since there are, quote, insufficient stocks of Comirnaty, the FDA has allowed for the unlicensed Pfizer BioNTech that is completely immune to lawsuit under the EUA, to continue to be distributed because they can be, quote, used interchangeably. So even though one is licensed and has gone through the test and the other hasn't, they know that they can be, quote, used interchangeably. Now, Brooks, if they can be used interchangeably, why is one licensed and not the other? Well, the skeptic in me thinks it's because in the case that they do cause harm, and we already have a lot of evidence suggesting that they do, Pfizer isn't liable for the damages of that product. Or could it be that Pfizer pressured the FDA to label them only as, quote, legally distinct in an effort to unload their stockpile? I don't know. You can email me. You can tell me what you think. Maybe I'm just a crazy conspiracy theorist. Rest assured, Dave Robinson, I know you're concerned. I know you're angry. I am. The lies are coming out, bro. The lies are coming out. They're coming to the light. You're starting to hear politicians from around the world. They're starting to speak out. People like Ivan Sinchik. Ivan is a Croatian member of the European Parliament. And so I got a clip from him and he's he's got some things to say.
0: This guy's a legend.
5: Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Jaron. Dear colleagues, When it comes to COVID crisis, we know now that we have been lied to since the beginning. The Commission, governments, and pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer presented and promoted their products, the vaccines mostly, as something they are not. Just last week, uh, this was confirmed both by uh, Pfizer and then by the European Commission in the COVID committee of the European Parliament. They presented and promoted vaccines as a product that reduces or even stops spreading of the disease. And they knew that they have no evidence to support that, since the products were never tested for that. Such a product is not yet there, as commissions stated last week. It's not, it's not there. But they did pay 70 billion euros for that nonetheless. And they did u- use this lie to make and introduce digital green certificate and to force their product on as much people as possible. They also use this to take our rights away from our human rights to work, to move, to patients' rights.
0: Yeah. No. Fucking lizer, dude. Do you know they changed the definition of vaccine? Yes. Are we going to get to that? I didn't, I didn't prepare that. That's okay. That's okay.
1: Yes, they, have, they actively changed the definition as to what qualified as a vaccine to allow the mRNA tech platform mm-hmm. to be defined as a vaccine. And everybody goes, oh, but they've been working on the tech for 20 years. Then why they just change the definition
4: mid mid-pandemic, and scrubbed the old one. It's fucking
0: hard mm. to find.
4: I've got an interesting perspective being not from here myself because, like, this kind of stuff doesn't surprise me in the least bit. When you step outside of America, it's... I don't know what you guys... Like, Brooksie, I know you've been around the block. Like, I'm, I'm right with you, also a political science major. So it's like... I've seen this kind of shit and it's not, it's not weird hearing, you know, European union guys speaking up about this kind of stuff because it seems like it's for the large part since being in the States, like it's, it's really, really driven by the States. You know, any thoughts
0: (laughs) America is supposed to be land of the free home of the brave. And this corruption is supposed to be in third world countries and, you know, central America and Asia and Africa and otherwise not here. That's that's the predominant thought process in theory.
4: You're fucking ten ply, bud. <laughs> that's what I think. Yes, it's just it's
0: bullshit. What really. do you think of Trudeau?
4: Oh fuck me. Here's here's an interesting thing. Okay, when he got into power, um, I I was I, it's it's hard to say if left versus right because everybody's pretty right. There's not really really left especially in Canadian politics but I was I was I would definitely consider myself a liberal supporter um more than a conservative supporter at the time and then you started to see some really interesting things shake down and he's got some daddy issues for sure cuz his pops was running our country and we know one thing for sure Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones rolled in to the Alma Combo in Toronto and there were you guys can research this. It's a fun time on a Friday night. Uh, Margaret Trudeau, <laughs> JT's mama, was seen escorted away with the Rolling Stones.
3: <laughs> hmm.
4: Very interesting. I don't so, want
1: to. I don't want to use derogatory slang, but I heard she was a bit of a sloot.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a little floozy. But but actually, sure. that it
1: wasn't. I'll take that back. I heard that their relationship, and again, I don't. I'm not this is Brooks just talking off the cuff. I haven't done any research on this whatsoever, but I have read that they had, as a couple, had like an open relationship. That Trudeau's, that yeah. she could have been potentially impregnated by another world yeah. leader, and, uh, who happens to look very similar to Justin. Uh, his name was Fidel Castro. Go look <laughs> at them their pictures from the same age. They look fucking crazy identical yeah. compared to Justin and his his uh, alleged father.
4: Yeah. So there's there's some like deep historical ancestral wounds in there and we started seeing after you know year 1, year 2 all these things kept like you know he he just out of integrity would be a grave understatement. He he said so much shit that never ever came through and quite opposite went in like in the opposite direction and then the whole freedom convoy and everything like the country dislikes him let's say that and and yeah, for you start reason. you start cutting people out of economy uh the jig is up dude like when I, I i was one of them like they they put a hold a freeze on bank accounts man they put a freeze on bank accounts in my home country and it's just like what and then they're like oh that was a bad idea because guess what everybody went to the bank and pulled it all out guess what the economy doesn't work when you have all of your money pulled out and in your own uh house
1: it's because banks don't keep and keep as much cash as they issue out so like actually banks don't have enough cash or gold or whatever to cover yeah. all the money that they say that they have in their accounts it's actually not working <laughs> like that yeah. but We can get into Justin Trudeau and and the Canadian trucker things another day. We've been talking about fucking lizer. Yeah. (laughs) And all these things that are coming out as lies now that we're not really hearing about from the mainstream media sources. We got to go around them. We got to create podcasts like this to get this information out. I wonder if there's a reason that we're not hearing about these things that would further public trust and increase dialogue. About these things. I wonder if there's a reason. Clip nine.
7: Good morning, America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline, brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference, brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight, brought to you by Pfizer. Early Start. Sponsored by Pfizer.
0: Fuck. Oh, just wait till we start talking about food. That's what we're going to talk about next week, Dave. Oh, I did not know that. I that know you didn't. Guess.
1: That's why I was like so surprised.
0: Uh, we're totally going to talk about food next week. These fucking
1: fatherfuckers. I told fair. you, man. Now, is it fair to say that people are conspiring? Yeah. Do I have scientific theory going in my favor? Mm-hmm. Am I a conspiracy theorist? It doesn't sound like it. Fuck no. 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 I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy realist. This is happening. They're conspiring. And they're using the words. They're using the magic words to keep you looking the other direction. But I told you last week, we have tools for this. How do we dismantle these power structures, these psychopaths? Fucking mockery, dude. we got to make fun of this shit. So before we get to the fun break, because we're going to get to a producer break, I have one more clip for this portion of the show to put a little cap on the serious conversation and is that there are comedians that are making fun of this shit. And so uh, I brought a small clip. It's, it's, it's not that funny. It's a little funny. It's just funny enough to bridge us into the producer segment. Uh, this is Jim Brewer, clip number 10. This is about media parrots.
7: And I, I knew from the beginning some was up, but the cockatoos were out of control. <laughs> Look, what do you think going on? Numbers
2: are out, numbers are out. Ah! Dr. Fouch, CDC, CDC. Ah! (laughs) Ah!
3: Mask up, mask down, two masks, one shot, booster shot.
7: I love the people going, what are you a uh, conspiracy spirit? <laughs> That's
4: all I hear when people get mad. What are you into intercom-
8: please <laughs> This
4: is another good one.
8: Trust the science. Trust the science. It's that.
1: <laughs> and with that, let's take it. Well let's get some fucking Let's get some tunes, man. Let's break it into our producer segment.
0: Fun fact, I saw Jim Brewer live on 420 my senior year of college. That was very funny. Oh, I bet it was a ball. It was indeed.
4: Here we go. Just just to bring it back in. Just play some nice oh, fuck I gotta call Like I down. just I know, this like <laughs> I I'm feeling like I was just so riled up that I just wanna have something just nice. Sorry guys. The, uh, I sorry, see the word guys. meditation
0: behind you, Schwartz, I know you're right? bored and I'm it's like, like oh.
4: Yeah. This is what we're gonna do right now, boys. We're gonna drop in. <sighs> take a nice deep breath. Come back in. Uh, Let's just take a moment Two, three, four, five, six I don't care how many fucking breaths you want Breathe in, breathe out, motherfuckers
1: You know, if you're going to calm people down, it'd be best to do it after I ask them for money (laughs) yeah (laughs) because that's what we learned from the mainstream media they jack up your attention they play the the hard music and then they're like here's a fucking commercial for
4: something to shove in your face and then when you got them then you drop them into down right okay
1: after they see you do this on the other side i'm
4: learning i'm learning i'm learning okay okay well hey we we all got we all got things to to pick up and i'm just learning we're all, we're learning as we go. We're learning, we're and learning. and
1: the and the listeners are learning too. Mm-hmm. What can they so. expect? Yeah. This is this is where they would support us mm-hmm. with their time, their talent, or their treasure, and we would acknowledge and honor them for doing so. Thank you, dear segment. listener. Thank you, dear listener. In episode five, we're going to actually read off all of the people. That have heard these four episodes and have come to the table with their time, their talent, and their treasure. Preferably their treasure. I'm talking a dollar an episode. If a dollar is a lot of value for you, please. If every listener to this show gave a dollar, simply a dollar, because they believed that the value that we were providing with the show was worth a dollar, man, this would make our... Effort that much better. We'd have more time to spend and invest in this. We'd have more hours. I only got so many hours to blow Dave's mind every week. It's true. For just
0: four dollars a month, you can.
1: You can absolutely be. sound like
0: a UNICEF commercial <laughs> <It does. laughs>
1: guys. You like, can totally them. be. You could totally be a sustaining <laughs> donor and feed hungry Brooks and Dave Exactly. for, just, for
4: just sixteen <laughs> payments
1: of forty three ninety three. I told you we too. wouldn't sell anything. This is value for value. Yep. And in the Value for Value producer segment, if you donate $25 or more, because you may get $500 worth of value on an episode, we would love to receive it. But if you donate $25, you can send us a note and we'll read it and we'll say thank you. And you will be an executive producer of this show. You'll get credits and you can claim it and we'll back you up on that. You can also... We're going we're gonna to have some things called ISOs later. So you may hear an ISO and think, that's really funny. Will you play that ISO with my note? You mm-hmm. can request that as well. If you want to make a shout out to a friend, you can use that time. Write us a note and we will read it. If you want to talk shit about the government, and I'll read it in my voice. Or I'll make Dave do it if it's too hot. Verbatim. $25 or more. If you donate $10 or more, you'll be an assistant executive producer. We'll also read your note and we'll say thank you. You get $1,000 in donations over time because we will track it. You're going to get a very special seat at the table and you're going to get a special gift just for me and Dave to say thank you. So if you just wanted to knock that out and send us $1,000 because you're like, these dudes deserve it, we will happily receive it and you'll get your gift. You get that special seat at the table. And this is the time where we would honor all of the assistant executive producers and executive producers of this show i hope to make this section long
0: yeah no doubt thank you dear listeners thank you in advance
1: episode five we will read all of the donors that have heard episodes one through four and we're going to read them all we'd love to see that list get really long and we'll have a second producer break for people who donate one or more dollars we're just going to read their names that'll come later in the show but if you'd like to leave us a note and you'd like to receive a special title for brooks and dave please please support us with your dollars You can find me on Venmo at Brooks Meadows. You can find me on PayPal at Brooks Meadows. And you can send me notes either on those donation sites or you can send me an email, brooks.a.meadows at gmail.com. Tell them one more time. Brooks, B-R-O-O-K-S dot A dot Meadows
4: at gmail.com. Perfect. (sighs) And now, boys, speaking of... Our producers, I like to consider them friends. This track here is from my debut album. I actually wrote this right after a rough, rough relationship mm. down in Australia on an iPad of all things. This track is called Friends and it's the lead off banger on my uh, now digitally remastered and put into Sacred Frequencies album I just dropped, redropped what what happens when you like drop it and then you gotta pick it up and then you drop it again? What's that's that a, called? It's a double mic. Drop, double drop. Double mic, <laughs> double mic drop. Beautiful. Let them know where they can find that, bro. Yeah, you can you can find that over on my bank we'll put it in the show notes too. Perfect. Right? And that's nice and easy. And then we'll just play this one out. How we listen to that and then we can kick into the, the fun section. Yeah. Cool. Let's do God, God, bless it. Turn it up. Frequency of peace, not the frequency of fucking psychoism. Yes. That's why we're here. What's that frequency? 666. Yeah, 808 is actually. <laughs> 808 is, is known. 440 makes me irritated. It's like the standard pop stuff. Like, yeah, 432 is a favorite.
0: So, oh almost.
4: <laughs> <laughs> just wait. Oh, we
0: got you. Oh, oh shit! Oh. Love well, it when you think it's over and it's still it's coming back. Got
3: got back. Mm.
4: Yeah, boys. All right, fun, fun time. What are your favorite
0: conspiracy theories, classics? Favorite, like I think, are real or favorite, just like you know, silly, silly first, and then we're gonna have your story all right lizard people running the world yeah that one's fun yeah that one's a fun one i for the record don't believe it earth is flat yeah also don't believe it i've been in an airplane yeah exactly um the alien one, you know, we had talked a little bit off off the episode. I, I, I think I might build a an alien episode, so I I don't know whether I'm going to be able to share this story on this fun segment. That's why. Yeah, this is going to be a we got a, we got chock full of stuff. No doubt, no doubt. So just stay tuned for a built by Dave episode all about oh extraterrestrial. This is the first time we're hearing Dave's like, oh, I'm going to make my own episode. No doubt. No doubt. Return so, the
1: tables. Turn the tables. As, As they, they say. say. He's ready
4: Dave. That's right. Literally. <laughs> Fake moon
1: landing's good. Yep. JFK. Uh, yeah. J, JFK was obvious. I mean, that's real. Yeah. Like, the, it's still coming out that it's real. Yep. Have you heard the birds aren't real? Yeah. I so think weird. that's satire. Yeah. I think the person who created it intended it to make fun of conspiracy theories, so they tried to get out that birds weren't real and they were made of drones or something.
0: Have you seen the guy on uh, that guy on the live news no, segment? No. He is then it could be a total spoof uh but he is super nervous and he like drinks his coffee and then like just like is shaking and just vomits on camera and everybody's like the cnn segments are like yeah okay well (laughs) and just totally loses it what if the guy was like trying to be seen as the crazy conspiracy theorist so
1: he would just he did things that he knew would make him feel sick
0: yep yep now some birds may not be real but to say all birds aren't real is silly Cause they can make small drones. You know, you can have little tiny ass, little like fly. that mimic the beautiful biomechanics of birds. I don't know. Maybe enough, enough. I, it, you know, it's not far fetched to think that some birds are not real. Like a tiny handful. I'll tell you the one. <laughs> <fucking> Christ. Look <laughs> at like a, like a
1: <laughs> half handful. Yeah. Jesus. All right. I don't believe it. Keep going. I'll tell you one that has come into my sphere recently. All right. Uh, Here's, I'll set the scene. I'm sitting out on the dock at the lake house and it's, it's a full moon out oh. and it's nighttime and it's warm outside and I'm hanging out, might've been with Dave and Mark uh, sa- saunters. He, he, Mark, Mark's a saunter mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So he saunters up Mark England and he says, you ever notice how the moon doesn't spin? Most mm-hmm. celestial bodies spin. And I looked up at the moon, and for the first time, I was like, that motherfucker doesn't spin. <laughs> what in the hell?
0: Maybe the moon's not real.
1: And he came back. He was like, any uh, any turn on that moon? Have yep. you seen
0: any? I was like.
1: Moon's fake. He thinks the moon's actually constructed. He sent me a book called Who Built the Moon. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but now that I've done this show, I'm going to have to re- legitimately read
0: the Who Made the here. Moon. Yeah. You, know, if you, you never know, dude. You know, if you got any other good conspiracy theories, holler. Uh, God, please send them. One that I could very well be real is, and this this I'll get into this, maybe we're the aliens. Go on. Human beings are the aliens. Because there's a there's a, a large gap in the uh in Darwin evolution. You know, how'd the jump get made between apes and humans and Homo sapiens? Where did we Differentiate from the Neanderthals and the Homo erectus and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe we are not real. In fact, we're the aliens. Oh shit. Maybe. You we've been genetically modified? I don't know. Oh. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Bullshit. It's the stoned ape theory, as well as another great. We just did a bunch of mushrooms theory. and came online. Potentially, as we were leaving the plains of Africa, you get these magic mushrooms that grow out of the dung of who wouldn't want wild to eat them? They're bright and red. I mean, you know, uh, who knows? I did actually. I, might be some, I did. I did see something that
1: came across talking about how humans uh, uh, have junk DNA. They, it's often said that like ninety-seven percent of our DNA Ooh. or whatever is offline. This is what Ruslan's book. And this is about. what Ruslan's book is about. Yeah. That it was actually uh, severed. That in an effort to tamp our potential down, that it was severed, and 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 we were removed from the other ninety-seven percent of our DNA that would make us much longer lasting
0: more capable cosmic beings what about that we are currently in assimilation oh that's a good one really good one that like it's all just a computer that dude that one's actually like really close to being believable there's a lot of fucking things that have happened in my life that are like no the odds of this occurring in this time frame in this thing you know either that or there's some real divine intervention going on (sighs) yeah there's a great one uh there's a uh, instagram clip of a, of a dad saying this to his you know maybe call it 12 year old son and he's like well what's to say we're not in a simulation right now and the son goes <sighs> gets up off the couch walks up to the dad and slaps the shit out of him in the face just <laughs> <whop>! <laughs> you know so that was that real and then just runs away and the dad's like you <laughs> and goes chasing after him yo that's so, great yeah,
1: that's a good one. Oh man could so be. many good ones. I've got a,
0: I've got a very
4: interesting one. You got one? Yeah, I do. And I want, I want to preface this with, it's coming from music. One of the biggest ones. And I, I was like, I'd heard this before, and I was like, no, like I seen the dude. He was just on a Daco. I was watching. All right, Paul, the old, the uh, oh, the Paul's man, dead. Yeah. The, oh, this the is the Paul is him, dead. The man himself. Like that is guys, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang, hang, tight, hang tight. Let me, let me just pull it up here. Uh, real quick, yeah. There's legend has it, Paul McCartney, the fucking Paul McCartney. Like, here, hang on. Uh, There we go. The Paul, yeah, here we go. That's that's a good volume. I Are we like gonna that.
0: get fucked on licensing because of this? No, no. no. Not, right. hey, Mike's got us covered. No, I right. got, I you covered.
3: Come
0: on, like, this is Paul. This <laughs> We're is playing is
4: Paul. some Beatles.
1: This is, this is like fucking it. Beatles, okay? <laughs> off the air. They, no, they don't. <laughs>
4: they don't even own their own fucking shit, anyways. <laughs> like, goddamn, right. Damn. Ah! Anyway, but Paul. Legend has it, and I pulled it up here. Uh, the daddy of all music conspiracy theories. Legend has it that Paul was killed in a car accident in the mid '60s. Okay, and he was replaced by a lookalike, possibly called Billy Shears. Okay, all the clues are there, and it's it's there. Okay, so John (laughs) John Lennon was quoted saying, "I buried Paul." Right? You remember that? I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Now I'd love to play that. However, that one I don't have clearing on, so Mm. I can't. Totally (laughs) fair. All right, Uh, or possibly even cranberry sauce, right? Uh, Paul's bare feet on the Abbey Road cover, just like corpses have, and the VW license plate that reads 2BIF, as Paul would have been 28 if he had lived through. He would have been 27. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. You know? Don't he would have been 27. And that, what do we know? All the 27s. Mm, Fucking Henry, Joplin, the Hendrix. Uh, Amy Winehouse. Amy, yeah. Who Kurt else? Cobain. Cobain. Yeah. yeah, right? So there's a fun, fun little conspiracy there.
1: And I'd say another one that I've seen late, uh, that I like to see is when they have, uh, when they go back and show you old video clips of different eras gone by and it looks like there's somebody recording with their smartphone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 there's like countless numbers of these things, or it looks I, like people
0: are time jumping. Tartarians, what? Eddie Madden is a is a Tartarian believer. Shout out to my boy Eddie, uh, a very tall people's. You know, basically like where this. Uh, this where did Ryan Spray come the, from? The, <laughs> <really>? the avatars. <laughs> where in the fuck did that guy come from? No, dude, like another it. planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. He is like
1: an avatar, though, hey definitely it looks like one yeah. shout out to ryan spray cannabis cannabis uh, uh connect with cannabis connect with yeah. cannabis yeah. extraordinary. he's
0: yeah. just leaning lean he's a tall lean guy yeah with some good looking dude it. no dude, dude. Mm-hmm. no dude do it about it i had one right on the tip of my tongue and it was really good uh right before i said tartarians
3: mm, think about that I'm we done. got a
0: quick we got a we got another
1: edition we got a bit oh we got a bit we got to watch your mouth with Mark England incoming.
4: Oh, boy. Here we go. Man, I'm, I was ill-prepared for that. I was like still reading on Paul and John. I'm like, I'm so fascinated about conspiracy, but uh, this is probably better. Watch your mouth,
7: bitches. bitches. Watch your mouth, school. I remember. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out.
4: We'll get to that in a bit. Mm -hmm. I've
7: been balls deep in conspiracy theories, everybody, since 2004. And once I got my head around the whole thing, to a, a reasonable degree, I started talking to other people about it, explaining things, asking questions. And a lot of times they would say, watch, look at the words, they wouldn't do something like that. And the translation is to take out the they and put in I. Because guess what? I doubt you would do something like that. And guess what? They have done things like that. Mark England within lifted here telling you and all your loved ones to watch your mouth. And what comes out of it. And what's happening between your ears. And what you're writing and texting. That's your language, everybody. And you can control that. Abracadabra, as we say in the biz.
1: In and out. Love it.
7: Watch your mouth, yeah. bitches. bitches. Such a got fucking legend. So, so good.
0: Watch your mouth, fools. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> what else we got, brooksy Let me let me drop my last one. Yetis. abominable oh, Yeah yeah, yeah. snowman. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we didn't even talk about Bigfoot, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Sasquatch. monster, exactly, dude. Yeah, dude. Big ass, crazy creatures that could be Ryan you know, Sprague.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Sprague is a conspiracy theory. Gnomes. I Gnomes. think that was just from people doing a lot of yeah. lot of uh,
0: red mushrooms potentially, and funny stories. You all know that that uh, the famous Yeti video. It's like black and white and grainy, and it's like you know, it's maybe from like. Oh yeah, 40 yards away or something like that and and it's the Yeti walking across the thing and he like turns and looks at the camera and pauses and keeps going I saw that at like 5 years old Mm. and I had reoccurring nightmares about for probably like fifteen years, right? <laughs> I'm d- dead ass. Like the last one I had was in college, and now that I'm bringing this <laughs> shit back, I haven't thought about this in twenty years. I'm and now that you're crazy. off the weed, story <laughs> <having a> <laughs> oh, again. Shit. Let's get the snowman God. back oh, in the my God. Yeah, dude. With like a <laughs> can we get him on the show? they're like, fucking hundred of these yetis, <laughs> like scaling the fence at my old house oh. that I grew up in, and like oh. and I had my German shepherd dog there, and like we got all mm. the way up. We were hiding in the insulation in the attic and then the Yetis were right about to get me, and then I woke up. Oh, can you believe it? I can. Fucking Yetis, dude. Uh, oh, man. Damn. I'll get him on the show. He's Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, he's...
4: Sasquatch Sasquatch is Canadian, yeah. yeah. So you saw the... Was was the it's, Yeti from then?
0: I was probably... It was maybe like low... Lower 48 yeti. They're cousins. Okay. Yeah. They're cousins. Yeah. They, boys. They're homes. Homes. They'd probably make a rap album together or something. Sasquatch and the Yetis would be a fucking awesome... Band name. Totally. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> Write that shit down.
4: <laughs> I got that. I got that on a lot. We, we need somebody to make Sasquatch a bit. Sasquatch, <laughs>
1: Sasquatch and the Yetis and just okay. start making music. Hey, no producers.
4: Doubt. Producers, this is your opportunity. Uh, we have a song out there. Uh, we need, yeah, we need the album cover. We need a graphic designer to do the uh, the Sasquatch and the Yetis. Time, and, talent, and treasure. Yeah, down, right? absolutely. And then somebody send us in your pitches. If you've got... Maybe you got some lyrics you want to drop some bars. Maybe you got a beat. Let's put that track down. We will showcase. I did that. the
0: hard part here by naming the band. Good so, job. Come on.
7: Yeah, exactly. And
1: if you do write a song, it may end up on bop or flop. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, shit. oh
4: shit. Oh shit. We got we got a bop. What do you think about this?
1: Who? Wait. Do you, you well, want to introduce it anymore? No, well, well, no, no. We no, don't, no, go. don't want to. I okay. don't want right, to spoil right, it, right, it right, or anything. Right, I just right. want to have bop the
4: audience to be like, "Yo, that was great." Because what happens if you play it? And then people are like, they're already like they know who the person is, so they're gonna be like, oh fuck, I hate that guy. That's right. a fucking flop. Because <laughs> what if it's my song and people are like, fuck this guy again, right? Another like another Schwartz track. God damn, what is this, right? So let's just play it. Play it. And then uh we'll get we'll get we'll get to the point where it's a bopper or a flop. And then give we'll get the official we'll, word. Yeah, we'll give a a real a real nice uh, outro to that person.
6: <laughs> that all started with a thorn. Mm. One thing about life About life, about life It always it, works out No, One oh my another, God, it's gonna work out
0: Is that No way Is that P-Dog? Our
6: perception, Our perception. Is
8: always, That's fucking Paris Robinson
1: Harris imagination, imagination,
0: imagination. <laughs> Robinson Are you
4: serious? We, we Keep have. it playing Let it play Yeah
6: One thing about life About life about, It always works out one way or another.
4: You guys are clearly bopping around. This is a total
6: bop. <laughs> <laughs> our perception is only That's our, our boy. Today
4: wow. <laughs> Oh, let's get to the hook here.
3: Like I say, nobody is all bird and nobody talk bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Nobody is all bird and nobody talk
1: bad. What a legend. I say
4: nobody
1: is all good and nobody all bad.
4: Man. Nobody <laughs> is all good. here. <laughs> oh, dudes. That's our boy, Nate Dog. Oh, my God. Right. That's, That's a Nate track? track? That's a Nate Dog. He's yeah, he's got he that one through. Me. No, man. He's just I hanging mean, out. It doesn't, just, it doesn't surprise out. me. I, I know, but, like, dude, the, the acceleration on that guy, though. Like, his production. It's ridiculous, and the and the Paris Robinson vocals, man, that is next level
6: bop,
1: dudes, bop of the year. Yeah, that's that's a five five out of five full
6: bop, <laughs> full bop <laughs> yeah,
4: with both hands. <laughs> oh my goodness, oh dudes, that was a lot of fun. I, was... I like that track. Shout out to Nate Dog. Shout out to Nate
1: Dog. That is value for value in action. Mm. Everybody, notice Nate put his his talent in on this, and and here we go. We got something. An incredible bopper flop. Now, Dave, I have, a, I have a confession to make, dude. What is it? You know, I'm usually good at, and in keeping in integrity of my promises. Mm-hmm. I promised you that we would take no sponsors, and I promised our audience. No shit. And we heard earlier in the show, I had a confession to make. We're only on show two. I know, man. Well, it's because sometimes you know, you get strong-armed into situations in this biz We're in the podcast biz. We're in the media biz. Mm. And sometimes the suits come in and they strong arm you and they, and they do it with money and they got me, Dave. And they, and they said, Hey, Hey, you're, you're, you're this up and coming awesome podcast called the serious fun podcast. You and Dave, y'all need some money. And so we're here to help. And, uh, they only had one requirement is that we would play a commercial. We would play their commercial on our show and they would give us lots of money. So, uh, I guess I guess here we go. Let's just go ahead and roll the, the, the our first sponsored commercial.
2: It's flu season, and Hallgreens has got you covered. We've partnered with Whack Arnold's to make your booster experience a breeze. Your vaccine is a voucher for a free wacky meal. Simply roll up your sleeve, roll down your window, and open wide. Oh, Hallgreens, yeah. <laughs> at the corner of happy and healthy. Ish.
1: Dude. This message is brought to you by Lizer Wow <laughs> Got him Fucking
0: Classic dude Got
1: him Been Setting it up the whole show oh, Wow Got him Dude The callback of Lizer Brought to you by Lizer That better been a lot hey, of Hey listen man When they're coming in with the money Who am I to was, say no It was a lot right Who am I to say no I mean we're doing this show <laughs> Clearly it was enough money I guess so okay. Wow <laughs> You're it's welcome. Ridiculous. What a
0: great commercial.
1: <laughs> there will be more. That's High what this quality. show is about. We're about the bits, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, uh, that was my beautiful wife on the vocals there. Dun, dun, dun. She yeah. is the official Hallgreens. <laughs> the official spokesman. Of. Hallgreens and Wack Arms. <laughs> wow. And, I, and we're, I'm, I'm clearly sponsored by Leiser. Yeah, Lizer you're sponsored guys. by Lizer We would never do that, Dave. We're not taking no Pfizer money. No. No shot. No way. It's mm-hmm. because we got... We're going to keep our message out there and the fastest way to get my message off of the air is to take that kind of money and then do a show just like this. Mm -hmm. And so we're not going to do that. We're going to keep creating amazing, awesome bits and we're going to keep doing stuff like this, which is I, I got some ISOs for you. Okay? I love a good ISO. And I like to, you know, I just want you to give me, pick your favorite and then we'll just, you know, pick our favorites. We'll put them in a little favorites category and over time we'll have all of our favorite little bits from from the isos and if people like them and they make a donation they re- they can request some of the isos man mm-hmm. isn't that cool
7: bring
0: it back
1: all right well, let's yeah. give me our first iso here we go
7: the totalitarian tiptoe <laughs> of course <laughs> of
0: course <laughs> <laughs> with t's like that three times fast totalitarian <laughs> tiptoe totalitarian
7: tiptoe the totalitarian, totalitarian, tip-toe. The totalitarian tiptoe good
1: clearly i'm that's keeping that one okay we got a good one that's a good reaction from the crowd go okay. ahead next one next
7: Fuck vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I fucking love oh man, I forgot yeah. to put that one
1: in there. All right, disclaimer. Put that.
0: Put that on the board. Put that's that on one on the. Board? Is, yeah, I mean, is it, it going have on... to do right now? But yeah, he, he a wants board. it. On it's going to go on the board.
1: The right. border. Hey, just for yeah. you know. Hey, this is a disclaimer. That is that is not Mark England's real opinion. That just shows you what you can do when you take any small little ISO and you take it out of context. Mark didn't say he was actually against vaccines. He was reading an article, and that's what the article said. Okay, but I snipped it and I made it seem like (laughs) I've incriminated Mark, our our friend, our dear friend, Mark. Dear friend. Sneaky, sneaky. Next one, please. All right, here we go.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mark England and I'm not suicidal.
1: (laughs) And that is the most important note. He's not. He's not. It's good to know. When I thought I was going to turn serious fun into another interview show, I interviewed Mark about conspiracy theories. And that was the disclaimer that we had to start with was that he was not suicidal, you know, because... uh, right it was too much God. he knows too much man
4: oh fuck me huh? he knew oh <laughs> little jump the gun jump know? the
1: gun there you can jump the gun no yeah, no no in. that, jump that jump i'm just in. gonna oh, yeah. do this. we're gonna pretend again. all right we're gonna pretend like that. are you ready <laughs> yeah. yeah mark mark and the thing you know he's not he had to start with a disclaimer and all that Got and then disclaimer it. and we had to because we're keeping it real on the serious fun podcast and we're having a lot of fun doing it amen to that we would love your support in the form of time talent and treasure that's what's going to make this show so special is that you dear listener are going to be involved we can't do this on our own no it's just a couple of guys hanging out in a podcast studio we need your help and you can help us with your time please share this with other people Mm -hmm. tell them that you're having fun and share it with other people donate your talent make some bits for us we're having fun with them i hope you do too and then please, donate some of that sweet, sweet treasure. Send us your booty. Oh, we need the booty. <laughs> we love the booty, Dave. And you can do that on Venmo or on PayPal at brooksmeadows, brooks.a.meadows at gmail.com. That is certainly where you can find me. You almost you can, forgot your fucking email. I almost. <laughs> Jesus. Almost. <laughs> but I didn't. And guess what? People are going <laughs> to donate because they love what we're doing, and we're so grateful that they're joining us for the Serious Fun Podcast. Mike the Schwartz,
4: Dave Robinson, any final words for the people? Yo, I, I love finishing things off with, like, a scorecard, you know? Five Beavers. Out of five Beavers, what do you, what do you think we did here today? I'm, a, I'm a five on my five on my own score
0: here yeah, yeah. <laughs> scored your score
4: i'm yeah, scoring, scoring myself a five i feel self, like i'm crushing it. Five. Yeah, okay. crushing it yeah crushing <laughs> it felt, felt good yeah. <laughs> yeah aside from some of the, like the
0: technical things i think i think was you know well, four and, four and a half no you get a five for yeah. overcoming technical difficulties oh man yeah. i Not got you. if i could give you more than five
4: beavers i would because right. you, you put can in, much ever you can six 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 out of five beavers yeah that's like it's a lot of wow! Yeah. It's way too many beavers. I Because like you it. worked hard to make this show happen. Thank, thank you, Mike. Yep. Thank you, boys. Thank you, thank you,
0: thank
1: you Dave Robinson. Thank, thank you for me. your courage. Thank you. So and much. I look forward to triggering the hell out of you next week when we talk about food. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord! See you then. <laughs>